and good afternoon. We're back. We're here with Jen Frankel, and you wrote a book. You're the author of a book called Undead Redhead. I know. Redheads of the world rejoice. This is actually, um, see, when you, when you actually write a book, you want to make your you want to make your protagonist have as many challenges as possible. So I decided to make her a redhead, which is popular, but there's also a stigma. And I wanted to make her a vegan, mm -hmm. which is difficult. Another. Another difficult thing. And then, of course, um, she's a zombie as well. Oh. <laughs> the poor dear. I know. I used to be a redhead. Well, you still are. Just. Well, not really. Well, at heart I am. I was never born a redhead, but at heart I'm a redhead because anytime people used to see me, then I'll say, oh, trouble. There you and go. Sure enough, yeah, I, I'm a feisty, you know, you oh, yeah. that goes along with being a redhead. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a short temper, but I'm very, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, my redhead, uh, she's... She's a little bit um, she's a little bit meek and timid for a redhead, and it's only actually after she dies that she starts really living her life. Well, so it's of kind of a the end is where we begin. Yeah, when it's kind of a parallel about how difficult it is to be yourself when everybody has expectations of you, and and sometimes stepping right back out of that. I was actually kind of talking a little bit about that before we before we started well, sure. before ahead. we started shooting. Yeah. Yeah. What did what, what we were saying? Just take me back because oh, yeah. I have age because attention you have. deficit <laughs> disorder. Excellent. If there is such a thing. I'm, you know you know what it is. It's that you put so much stuff up there that eventually you can't find it all. Exactly. It's yeah, like you just, your heart. Hard drive has to search really long and hard to exactly. find something, yeah. and it can't. It's not but, that you forget things; it's just you need a better filing system. Exactly, and, and that's what I find. Like, <laughs> like I was telling you, I'm not ashamed. I'm going to be 60 years old in June, so there's a lot of memory in this hard drive that needs to be processed properly. Exactly, and <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm still not very good at throwing things away when I should. I probably should throw things away like more. Like what? Well, I, I need People? to declutter. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, totally, totally. No, Purge? I was just I was just saying to to the to, to, to <laughs> Chris working. Sometimes the best thing in the world you can do is 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 fire someone. Because if they're not in the right place, sometimes they need that little push. Sometimes you, some, I've been fired many times. I think you were saying, like, it's good to get fired from a job that's not the right job for you. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's really good. Because sometimes it just actually allows you to do the thing that you mean to do. Sometimes. Some, Other times yeah. you can aim, go around aimlessly forever and yeah, thinking, okay, true. I need money, so what do I really do? I'm not getting what I want to do. And money part's always been a hard thing for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So not only you, you were telling me that you, this is your latest book, but what else have you read? Well, it's actually not even my latest. It's just the one that, I've, um, that I'm kind of getting more, most of the traction on. It was actually um, optioned for a feature film a while ago. Um, um, and I'm actually, the, the options, ex I don't know if you know, you probably know how these things work. You know, you get an option, then somebody else takes the option after the option expires, and you do a bunch of rewrites, and then things kind of go, and then they stop. And film business is wonderful. Very frustrating. <laughs> Very frustrating. <laughs> um, we actually, I, oh, I know, I know the other thing that I was going to talk about. The, the, um, uh, we actually shot a short film, first short film I've done in a while. Um, years and years ago, we had a, we had a show on 
that channel like way back in the early days of that radio, I guess. Really? Which one? Um, it was, I think we just called it The Show. The show. Yeah, the show. And here we are yeah. on the show. On the show. Yeah, exactly. And it, we, we talked about. Uh, I wasn't on on the. Uh, I wasn't on the air very often, but uh, I was. I helped produce it, and um, we we always talked about screenplays, and we talked to filmmakers, and uh, we were making a lot of films in those days ourselves. And I kind of stopped doing that and focused on the actual novel writing. Um, I've got six, eight. Six or eight books out right now, depending on how you count books. Okay. Um, yeah. Tell me something. Yeah. Your books, uh, are they geared to a certain age group? Um, yeah. Um, I'm kind of all over the place with that, too. I've got one, a really cute little... Oh, there we go. I've got an adorable little... Uh, I've got a cute uh, children's young adult um, science fiction fantasy book mm-hmm. called Leia of Earth that came out a couple of years back. Um, I actually did one for the Montreal Comic-Con that's actually bilingual. It's a a fairy tale that's told in two languages with pictures and words. And that's the undead redhead. How old Um, is she supposed to be? In that one, she's in her early 20s. But I I kept the language... So she dead yet? Yeah, she, she dies in a terrible wedding bouquet toss accident, actually. That must have been a horrific <laughs> way. <laughs> how does this happen? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know how tough bridesmaids are. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Bitches. No. Two bridesmaids go for the bouquet at the same time, and before you <laughs> know it, one of them's dead in a fountain. <laughs> especially if it's a heavy oh. bride. Well, it's, it's just... It's mostly clashes. just... I, well, it's two, two of them go for the bouquet at the same time, and one of them has just discovered that the other one is actually mm, maybe doing things with her boyfriend that would make me uh, make her a little unhappy if she found out. So That's terrible. Why, lots of why, animosity. Why do people do oh, that because, to each other? Because we want our lives to resemble a reality TV show, and we don't realize that our but lives are far did, more interesting than that. When did people get so distracted and detached (laughs) Mm. from their own reality and their own life journey that they want someone else's life or they think the grass is greener. Now, I personally think that we can change that whole statement. The grass is only greener where you water it. I like that. I, I didn't like come that. up with that, but I'm into uh, Buddha and a whole bunch of of different belief systems, and I've incorporated I've incorporated them into my life. So they're not platitudes. What I say, I really mean, and I really act. Well, it's, it's a language to talk about your own life, like, and I think that that's I think that that's a valid way to approach anything. Like you know. When you're talking about something that's a scientific or a mathematical concept, mathematics or, or you know, physical physics equations are the best way to describe it. When you're talking about when you're talking about human existence, it's so complicated that we almost need to talk in metaphors for one thing. Exactly, and that's what actually metaphysics is all about. Yeah, and that's I, cool. I'm kind of a student of metaphysics as well. Well, I'm just wondering, maybe what you're saying is that we spend way too much time watering each other's gardens and not enough watering our own. Ex- exactly. Because if the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, you've probably been uh, either you're watching them water their garden or you're putting the water there yourself well, instead uh, of on yours. The reason I use that metaphor is because um, what people don't understand is that uh, it's all in, believe it or not, in the commandments, which is a commentary. Right. 
right? The Ten Commandments, they say, you know, covet, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, girlfriend, whatever. When you start to covet someone else, if those two people haven't really closed off or ended the relationship, yeah. you've got to realize that when you hurt others, yeah. you hurt yourself more because the intent is there. If you're causing harm to someone, if you're going after someone's boyfriend or someone's husband, right. you're going you're gonna to create a lot of chaos in things. those people's lives. So you have to be strong and say, no, you either end it with that person oh, first yeah. completely and, and be truthful and say... I really don't want to continue this relationship anymore. Yeah. I've got someone else. Wait, how, much, someone else. how often do we hurt people because we're trying to spare their feelings? It, but you're it's, not sparing no, their terrible. feelings. It's terrible being up front. You're of not. Someone. But have you noticed, I, I'm, I, I really notice a lot of people, and I expect this is, honestly, like you're going, when you were talking before about the idea that um, that, that we're all detached from our lives, yes. I, I don't think that's a new thing. I think that we're. I think that we might be more aware of the comparisons between ourselves and others, but even, even with that I think I think we've got the universal problem and I see it happening in the states right now the our universal problem is that we want to suck up to bullies the biggest problem that yeah just to bear, you know, just uh, stay with me on this I think that one of our problems is as a species is that we tend to reward bullies mm. and when we reward bullies we're we're stopping ourselves from saying what we feel because we're trying to ally ourselves with the strongest person in the room. So you see that happening with, with, with Trump right now. Because he's a bully, people like him. People, people are afraid not to like him. And if anyone stands up against him, I mean, it makes you feel good when you're part of a group. But that is um, what I call um, mob mentality. Well, yeah, but each that mob is actually full of individuals, and I think that that's what... Uh, that's what we've always got to keep remembering is, is that there's no kind of, there's no real us and them ever. There's always just people. Well, if we remember that we are all people and we each are interconnected somehow or yeah. another, we would not be looking at doing harm to them or right. being jealous. Right. And we wouldn't reward people that harm other people. Well, this is it. If you yeah. actually, that is all about empowering yourself because if you allow a bully to yeah. have power and control over I you. I think it's important to empower others as well, though, because then you create an environment in which a lot of people are standing up to the bully. Yes. And that's really important. So I, I think that um, that's actually a big theme in my books is, is the idea that... Empowering yourself? Well, it's the idea that, that there is a better way for people to behave towards each other. And there's yes. worse ways to behave towards each other. And I think we end up... Um, you were talking about how we have a lot of superhero movies, uh, superhero television, yes, superhero movies. Yes, and, and I'm sick to death of them. Well, and you know what? I'm sick to death of them is because they have a very simplistic view of how people can behave in life. They have basically this idea. I mean, there's nothing I hate more than a story that all revolves around one person is coming to save everybody. Because it's not realistic. We all have to we all have to work on the things we can do for each other in small ways. That's what a superhero is to me. Yes. And and touching on that looking for someone to save us, mm-hmm. a thought just crossed my mind that we are all looking for saviors. That's yeah. because and it's so sad. We <laughs> we need to have someone save us really from ourselves. Yeah. And the reason I said we were more detached now is I 
because of technology, because people aren't getting enough face time. Kids growing up with computers and tablets and doing things that you know you you wouldn't have dreamed of well, here's a, even five years ago. Here's an alternate way of looking at it. For me, the art that I do, I couldn't be doing ten years ago. Um, I started writing like over twenty years ago, and my very first my very first newsletter went out. Uh, typed on an electric typewriter, cut into pieces, pasted together with like scotch tape, and, and you know, photocopied at the photocopied at the shopper's drug mart. That's the only way that I had to get my work out to people. And I did the same thing: copy and paste. But think about, <laughs> think about. Yeah, I don't even think some people know exactly why it's called well, it's cut not and copy paste. And paste <laughs> by right clicking. Yeah. It's copy and paste with actual and often actual actually pasting. Yeah, yeah. There's a real physical component. The way yes, it there is. But I mean, the things that have, the, even the way that technology's developed in the last five years, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing with my books. I couldn't be, I couldn't be in a position where I could actually write and farm out my farm out my work to be edited, um, collaborate with people on covers. The, the things that I can do because the technology exists actually means that I'm actually more in contact with people than I ever have been before. And I actually think that Facebook has been a Facebook has been an incredible boon to people like me too, the, sure. because I've connected with people I never could have found before. Exactly. So if I was limited to the people that I could actually meet on a day-to-day basis, face-to-face, I would be screwed. I would really be screwed. Well, you know, if you're putting something out and you need a specific audience and you need to reach yeah. them. Okay, and we're back. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we, what were we discussing just before I... I think we're talking about superheroes. Okay. That, that happens a lot. I, I spend and a lot of time at comic book conventions, so superheroes are kind of one of those subjects you can't escape. And, and how, uh, you know, if we, if we take in the TV shows on now, for example, I told you earlier, I love the Big Bang Theory. Right. <laughs> Absolutely love that show. If that show has its last run and doesn't last as long as MASH <laughs> or Friends, I'm going to be devastated. There okay, is well, nothing I'm going to be able to watch because TV basically sucks right now. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll spin it off because I would watch the Amy Farrah Fowler show in a heartbeat. I don't know. I think she's hilarious. If she stays, well, depending on the <laughs> character. Well, it's, it's always hard. I mean, I think that um, I, I don't know if you've, you've been following some of the news in, in the television world. They've actually killed off three major female characters in three different shows. Which show? Uh, Sleepy Hollow. They killed the female lead. Uh, the Blacklist. Oh yeah, I yeah. know. I saw and that Castle. one. Castle. They got well, rid I of the female lead. Well, I never watched lead. Castle. Well, it's it's. Um, it, <laughs> I, I see that happening on television all the time. Is that. It doesn't take very long for the women characters. But why are they killing off the female leads? Because they don't bother writing them very well in the first place. They they kind of put them in because they're supposed to, and because they they really the writers tend to be invested in the male characters in a way that they're not always invested in the female characters. And you can watch that because usually if a show goes on to a second or third season, a lot of the female characters you'll find that they don't have very much in the way of arc. They're they get less and less interesting, less and less important, Um, and sometimes they're swapped out. And it doesn't really matter because they're not really that well written to begin with. So then are we saying that it's still an old boys club? Oh, no, it's definitely still an old boys club. I think you know that as well as I do. Um, that's one of the other reasons that I, I write the books that I do. Um, Undead Redhead is is actually very full of female characters to the point where my the first producer was working on it said, uh, I think we're going to have to swap out some of these women and make them make them men. Or add some more male characters. Mm. And then we had a we had a big conversation about that, and he, he actually 
actually was amazing. He came fully on board. And he also came on board with the fact that I wanted, I'd actually written characters that were non-white. Hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I have to, I have to admit, I, I'm probably more pushing the, I want more female characters than I want more multiracial characters, just right. because the female character, I, I always think, you know, there's 50% women in the world. There's like... At least. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure with China. With China's uh, one-child one policy, I think we've shifted. Apparently, there's actually more men now. They're having now a the, lot here now. Yeah, there's <laughs> apparently more men in, in the world now than, than there are women. We're not, we're not at a majority. Wonder, but but we're almost 50% one well, way or another. Wait a minute. With all the men in the world, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that uh, with all the uh, pharma and drugs going into our water system, and aside from the fact that fluoride in the water is, is making us dumb... <laughs> uh, Speak for yourself. No, no, it, no it, I know what you. Is. I know what you're saying. It, yeah. it, it's increase in Alzheimer's and all kinds of different things. I'm not going to get into the studies right now because we don't have more than a couple minutes left. But if all these people, men under 35, are uh, going through puberty and they're eating hormone-fed and antibiotic-fed uh, animals. It's going to further mess with their endocrine system. We're not going to be able to reproduce, which I, I think is an agenda. There's some people who would say that's a, pos- a positive thing. But, uh, but some I, people I, shouldn't I reproduce. Others, I think we should still be able to keep humanity and humankind the way it was. I'm not, not I've never turn, been a burn it all down to make it to start into, over. I've never been that kind of person for sure. Well, there are people who want that, though. Yeah. Some Bernie Sanders friends, actually. I no, think. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Like, no. just throw out the system and we'll start again. Well, let's throw out the system the way it is because it's not a democracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just I, I, I I've, uh, I, I'm big on evolution. I'm not so much on, on, on burn it down and start over. But that's not everybody, of course. But there are people who control a lot of uh, people in government and a lot of corporations in this world who are into a depopulation. Do you, do you wonder? I, I'm always wondering why certain people believe in in their heart of hearts that they're different from other people and better, and that that means that they can I do don't anything think it's they better. want. Well, those people, first of all, they're, they're born into those types of families, yeah. and that's all they're taught. Now, it's absolute insanity because a lot of these, these families start out with... Uh, you know, the father abusing the daughters at a very young age. So that's all they know, and they think that's perfectly normal. It's amazing what you can get used to, but then... But until you get out and yeah. you see other people. But yeah. they think that they are entitled, that we're just useless. Yep. I'm not, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe, believe that. And I think I believe that's everybody has a connect. Everybody is here for a reason, yeah. right? I think that humility is a big part of what we need to learn as a species. Humility. Oh yeah, because if if we're humble enough to realize that that we're not better than other people, really takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of the entitlement that you see. Oh, I, I think I've <laughs> gone through humility <laughs> often enough in my life that uh, it's like there's no more ego. Ego is out the window. Well, there's a di- and there's a difference between being humble and being beaten down too. Well, Definitely can- a difference between those. Well, things just happen in life where, you know, you, you people uh, will get away from you and yeah, you have to take different turns and sometimes you numb yourself down. Yeah. But 
Anyhow, uh, I'm looking forward to... So what age group would you say that the undead redhead would appeal to? I'd, I'd say that this is universally... It's a universal, universal book. appeal. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I stayed away. Stayed away from most of the swear words. Stayed away from the racy language. You can pretty much read it if you're if you're a smart ten year old and if you're a and, and if you're 101 and just got your love, beautiful certificate from the queen for <laughs> for lasting that the long. The fucking queen. I know the queen will send you something at 100 apparently. Like if she, oh, no, she still does. That would be so nice. If she, I just I'm going to live to 114 myself. Really? Yeah, because I was told that somebody could see me as a as a nasty old lady with a stick. I don't think I'm going to be a nasty saying, old lady. I think no, the, I'm going to be more of a no, I'm, of a sage. And, no, no, and a I'm, I'm going to be slapping people with my cane saying shut up you don't know what you're talking about i'm 114 yeah that's that's that yeah and i'll still be on the comic book circuit and i'll still be writing books and i'll still be trying to make the world a better place good for you (laughs) as long as you know we can also get back to reality jen frankel thank you so much and uh the undead redhead (laughs) is a vegan zombie check it out well she can't eat she doesn't want to eat brains. It's uh, more, yeah, you know. it's vegetables. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs>